on is our brand new series that we're doing. And I want to say a special thank you to Gene, who literally put that together. Uh, we had the idea on Tuesday, tirelessly filmed it, put it all together for our intro of our brand new series. And uh, actually, did I tell you about Wake Up? I don't know if I did any of that. I'm all in a buzz. It's 50, I'm 55. Give me a little grace. Okay. <laughs> so give one more time in case we already did it. Hand clap to those that are watching online. Come give them a big hand clap. Thank you for letting us in your home. And uh, if you're ever in the valley, come on and visit us. And don't forget about our daily Bible study. Monday through Friday, they meet my brother Duke called Wake Up. And uh, we start your day for a scripture for your day. We pray over your day. And we have an incredible amount of fun in your day. Our new series is called Bounty Hunter. Throw the scripture up there for me, please. And uh, our scripture for this series is going to be out of Psalm 6511. You crown, so God, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Somebody say bounty. bounty. Even the hard pathways. Come on. Even the hard things that we have to go through. Even the hard things that are, are happening in our 2023 and our 2024. Your hard pathways overflow with an abundance. This series is all about an overflow. That you and I are called to be bounty hunters. Not bounty sitters and not bounty collectors. But instead a bounty hunter. I want you in, in going through this series to realize that the bountiful life that God has for you is something that we have to take. It's not something that comes upon us. The bountiful, God's provision will come to you. The Bible, Jesus said that. He goes, don't worry about your needs. He goes, the birds don't worry about it. You shouldn't worry about it. God always provides everything that we need. But if you want to have overflow, if you want to have bounty, Bounty is something that we have to go get. The children of Israel got into the, into the wilderness, right? God broke off the shackles, broke off the chains, took them out of the slavery, got them in the wilderness where their needs were met. They had food delivered, Uber Eats, every single day. They got all the food that they could need, right? But they didn't have overflow. Overflow was in the promised land. That's where the abundance was. And God says, I'm not going to just bring the promised land to you. But I will give you everything that you need to take the promised land. But I need you to do some laps. And many Christians sitting in their wilderness who have yet to step out and do some laps around their promised land. And our call in this series is for us to get up, get out, stop surviving and begin to thrive in this lifetime. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? Come on. You weren't meant to just survive. You were designed by God to thrive, to have a bountiful life in the hard pathways. Which means, yes, there are, getting, getting God's abundance takes some work. It takes some effort. But it says you will abound even in the hardest times of your life. Because it's not my strength, but it's God's strength working through me. That is not by my effort, but it's God's working through the effort that I put down here on earth. That to get the bountiful life, we can't just sit back. I've seen that. For 50 years of being a Christian, I've seen many Christians hear the different, I, can, I call them fad type teachings. They're, they're the easy, easy money, the ones where people just sit back and they're expecting that God's best is just going to fall on their lap. That I'm going to open up the mailbox and go like, a million dollars, what a great day, right? Right, you open the door and there's your dream husband. You're like, well, get in here. I've been waiting for you. So handsome. But you find that God supplies our needs. But when we want to have the abundance, we have to go out and take the promised land in life. And so we're going to give you the tools. And today we're really going to talk about not stopping at the miracle of provision, 
Many Christians, most Christians stop at the miracle of provision. They don't push on to the miracle of abundance. And we have to be people who don't stop, don't just settle, just don't go, well, this is my lot in life, you know, I'm hoping, you know, one day to retire, get a little Winnebago, maybe travel a little bit, live on my social security. That's not God's plan for your life, right? Scotty never retires. Scotty will always be, as my parents, who are almost in there, well, dad's almost his 80s, mom's almost 40, right? But they're going forth, right? They're going forth, still preaching the gospel. They're over in Europe preaching the gospel. They're still going, and they'll be going into their hundreds, never getting to the point of just enough, but always pushing for more than enough in their life. And we got to, you know, because here's the thing. We live, even in the Christian world, but in the world we live in, our culture rages against what I teach about today. Because we live in a fast food, microwave, give it to me now culture, where everybody expects to have another check coming from the government, another thing coming, and right, everything that we get from the world is just enough. You'll never have an abundance in that world. We got our drive-through, I just drive up and I got to have it my way, amen? And it's just even getting lazier and lazier. We don't have to tell the drive-thru person what we want anymore. Now we just scream out a number. Three. Seven. We're going to get to the point where we just grunt. Ah. Ah. All right. Well, supersize us. Sorry. You don't have to get angry. Right? We live in a, in a world where Amazon Prime, like I get it now. Right? Does it, once again, my 55 plus. Do you remember Sears Roebuck? You get the big Sears catalog. It was so exciting when that thing came. It weighed like 72 pounds. It was huge. You go through it, you circle. And then if you ordered anything out of Sears Roebuck, it didn't come for six months. By the time you got it, you're like, oh, what is oh, I don't need that anymore. I needed it like a year ago, right? Now, and you can be honest with yourself, have you been on Amazon like Prime and you look to go order something and it's not going to be here for two days? You're like... What are we, in the 1800s? What's going on? <laughs> Two days? But they put it on a, a camel? Why, why is it that? I should have it now. Why don't I have it now? And then you look for that one that's like, today, between 5 and 11. You're like, there we go. Praise God. God gave it to me. But we're doing the same thing. What, what do you mean I have to work on my marriage for a while? What do you mean I have to really sow into my children? What do you mean I have to start a business work hard? I want it now. I want my blessing. But it doesn't work that way. God doesn't work an Amazon Prime type method. He will bring you, right, your provision in Amazon way, but your abundance is going to take you and God together taking your promised land. And we got to get out of the things that I've seen so many things in the Christian world, right? The name it and claim it. And here's the thing. There's power in naming and claim it. I'm not saying that there's not power. There's power in your words, in what you say. It's a small piece of the puzzle. But I've seen Christians sit in their house, do nothing, and keep claiming for something to come into their life that's in abundance, and it never made it. Because faith without works is dead. You got to have faith, and you got to have works. No, no, I know Christians for 50 years. Right? Raising four kids, just wouldn't work at a job, and just survive and survive. And God always came through. Always had the bills, always had the food, always had just enough. But they were never able to reach over into the abundance. Because they'd never, they, they never went off and began to take the promised land that God wants us to take. And so they bought into the, the scams. Can I call it scam? There's so many scams. You know what a scam is, is that's where they, they, they tie to people about getting something for nothing. That we're going to give it to you free, we're going to give it to you quick, it's going to be so easy, you just sign up for this, and here you go, and you're going to have tons of... And God's like, no, abundance doesn't come that way. 
Abundance comes through hard work, faith, prayer, believing, step out, God working through me, God moving through me. This is how the blessings of God comes. Do not stop doing good because in due time you will reap a reward. The reward comes from working hard and doing the right things for the right reasons. I get a lot. I don't know if you get them on Facebook. I get it. Like probably at least one a week, somebody, it's usually one of you all, that somebody hacked your account and it's like, and all of a sudden you've never said hi to me before ever on Facebook. It's like, hi. And so like, and I'm like, hello, right? Like, how are you? And I'm like, well, how are you? Because I answer all my own Facebook stuff. And then it always comes. Now, my goal with these people, I don't get it very rare, but when I do, it's, it's beautiful, is I'm very playful. If I have time, I'm going to play with you. I'm a little cat in a ball, ball of yarn. I'm just playful, right? And so my goal is for you to admit that what you're doing is a scam. That's the goal. So I got this one. Uh, and uh, they did the whole, hi, hello, you know, that whole little song and dance. And then all of a sudden, it, they go right into, have you heard of the Social Security $10,000 Arizona loophole? You can get $10,000 right now. And then I go, yes, I have. It's awesome. <laughs> they say, can I show you how to get $10,000 in minutes? And I say, I already did. It works amazing. I bought a speedboat and two cars. <laughs> what makes that funny is you can't buy a speedboat and two cars with ten grand. At which point they go back and they go, no, you didn't. Like they did, they were already with, no, you didn't. And then I come back with, yes, I did. Did you want me to show you how you can make $10,000 with an IRS loophole? And they just go, no. So I wait a couple days and then I come back and I go, sorry, it took me a while to respond. I was on my speedboat. <laughs> and he goes, no, you aren't. And I said, yeah, the one that I got with my $10,000 from the Social Security loophole, I can show you how to get it. And he goes, you're a liar, there's no such thing. That's all I wanted. No, that's all I wanted. Just admit it, there's no such thing. <laughs> but the same thing within the body of Christ oftentimes, that we'll hear something, and, and, and it's in a way, often, a lot of times it's manipulation. And it's a way to get, but God's like, no, no, no. My promises are pretty easy. They're yes and amen. But there are things that you have to do, right? It would have been easy if, if the Israelites were in the wilderness and God goes, bippity boppity boop. And, you know, the promised land was there. It's like, yeah, this is great. And it came to them. And Jericho, you know, all the people came. And here's your milk and honey. But God's like, it doesn't work that way. You have to, you have to go get the promises of God. You and I have to be people who will not sit in the land of just enough. That we don't settle. But instead we go, no, no, God's promises, I'm going to go get my hands on those. I'm going to live a fulfilling life. And one of the things that I want you to take in this bounty hunter is that as you begin to take territory, your children just walk in behind you. Because that first generation that took Jericho, their children walked in behind them. So as adults, when we take territory, when we take blessings, when we take abundance, our children don't have to do the same amount of work that we had to. You're one generation away from Jericho. Come on, somebody out there. My parents took territory made my life easier. Me and Holly took territory and my kids' life is easier than my life. And every generation gets easier because every generation you were made and designed to take the promises of God, to walk in an abundance in your life. I got the idea for this in my last teaching where we were talking about putting joy ahead. And I was talking about Paul and Silas. And it just came to me and I was going to try and fit it in. I'm like, no, this is a series. This is too good just to come. And it just, my eyes were open to just a number of stories in the Bible we'll share about today, 
where people did not stop at the provision. Right? We stop, God gives us a miracle, we get a provision, we're like, woo, and people just stop there. But those that get the abundance are the ones that don't stop at the miracle of provision, but they press to the miracle of abundance, that there is abundance on the other side of a provision. So Paul and Silas, right, they're in prison, we know that they're going to die tomorrow, they're praising God, we pause to praise, power, then all of a sudden, earthquake and the shackles in the prisons open. They got their provision. They got set free. They're out. They're free. Now, most Christians at that point, right, what do we do? We're like, we're free. And off we go. I ain't sticking around for this. I'm done. I'm out of here, right? I got my provision. I got my blessing. And now let me go. But that's not what Paul and Silas do. Paul and Silas stick around. They stay. They get the jailer saved. They get the jailer's family saved. Right? They didn't stop and just accept their blessing. But they used their blessing to touch the life of somebody else. Now the abundance comes because that family got saved. I wonder how many hundreds of thousands of lives in the last 2,000 years were touched because Paul and Silas didn't stop at their own blessing, but they pushed to bless somebody else. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? The abundance came when they pushed on to something bigger, when they didn't just take their blessing and run. That we can't stop at the provision. You got the miracle in your body and you got healed. And many Christians just accept that, good, I got my provision. Right? But those that go to abundance go, you know what, but I'm going to push on to a healed and healthy, amazing body. So I'm going to eat differently. I'm going to drink differently. I'm going to exercise. I'm gonna, right? they, they push past the provision of the healing. That's great. You know what's great? What's better than a healing? It's not needing a healing. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? Come on. Not needing one. Because I didn't stop at the provision, I pushed on, right, to get the miracle of the abundance. Abundance health is great, right? You got, you, got, you got the little bonus, right, from the job. And did you go out and let people know, right? As Paul and Silas, let me tell you about the glory of my God. Did you let people know, right, God blessed me with it, let your family know. Or was it, that I worked, I got this one. See, it, you stopped. Yeah, you earned it. No, no, no. Everything that I get is because of God. God blesses me all of the time. And when I begin to recognize that, it seems that I get more and more blessings in my life. Come on, somebody. And even I was thinking about this. So, you know, my birthday was on Thursday. My wife is on Friday. My dad's is today. My mom's is tomorrow. You know, the small things that God does in my life are just add up. So when I was about 10 years old, mom and dad's birthday are one day apart, and they're two years apart. And I went, that's what I want for my wife. It's so funny, at 10 years old, what you want with your future wife. I wanted a wife whose birthday was one day after mine, like my parents, and two years apart. And so, you know how hard it was? I had to search everywhere to find that. But <laughs> I'm online, I'm looking, right? Isn't it crazy and amazing that the woman that God gave me, he goes, oh, let me add that to the list of things that Scott will need for his future wife. This is a small desire. God is always looking for my small desires and finding ways to bless me. But do you know that I told at least five people, two of which were strangers, about that blessing about my birthday? Because I want the world to know how big and amazing my God is. Come on, somebody out there. I let the world know. God bless me. One, she's hot. Two, her birthday's right after mine. What a great God. Do we stop at the miracle of provision? Or do we push on to the miracle of abundance? Me and my wife, uh, for all of our relationship, we've always loved to go and see movies. We're movies. We love movies. We enjoy it. Our, one of our favorite dates is dinner. 
and a movie when there's good movies out, right? And so we like to do that. Now, when the kids were younger, and we would get, and we'd get like we always, and I teach this once a year, get away for about three days. You get refreshed, and so we'd get away, and Grandma, Grandpa, or Mimi would watch the kids, and away we would go for, for three days. One of the things that we looked for, I would have to call ahead, is I wanted to get a hotel that had on demand movies in it. Because on our little three day trip, you're like, well, did you guys go hiking? Did you go see the sights? No, 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 no. Our dream was to sit in the bedroom and watch movies that were not yet on VHS. That was amazing. Just rest, get it, because you're raising five kids, you're like, I just need some juice in me. And we would just sit and watch. So even today, so we went to Boston and did our parenting conference. It was epic last week. They worked me so hard, but it was fine. We went, but we arrived Thursday night, we get into the hotel late, and the first thing we do, this is funny, we don't unpack. First thing I do is I go over and I turn the TV on. Do you know what I'm, right? And then we just, we, we pray. Come on, Lord. Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden it goes on demand. And all of heaven goes, yes! God is thinking of us today. Right? And so then we just, because you know I love previews. So I'm just watching the previews as they're going on. And then we're, we're like, okay, we're here for four days, four nights. I know we teach all day, but every night we can watch movies. So we're going through, we're picking our movies that we want. Right? Put it in order. All right, we want to watch this one Thursday night, this one's Friday night. And then we're like, okay. So then we finally unpack, and then we get ready for our movie. I'm so excited. As I hit the button, buy, I'm just so excited. Hit buy. And then it goes, call the front desk to purchase this movie, which is a good thing. They didn't used to have this when I had children that were young. And I know that because one time we took all the kids and we had a little nanny because we were preaching somewhere for two days. And then we were going to hang out uh, and have family time for three days, right? So after the second day, we're on our third day. I'm getting ready. And Lakin was like 10 years old at the time. He's like, Dad, this place is amazing. I'm like, oh, really? He goes, the movies in the room are incredible. They're awesome. I'm like, cool. What do you mean? He goes, oh, my God, watch that. And he all, without me even being able to stop, he goes, boop, 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 boop. And he ordered Scooby-Doo. And I went, that just cost me $20. He goes, no, Dad, they're free. I go, no, son, they're not free. And the bailer's in the corner, and he's all, rut row. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you, we spent $212 that week on Scooby-Doo. $200. So thank the Lord for the security. I'm like, praise the Lord for that, right? And so I call down, and the, and the lady goes, I go, hey, the movie's not you know, working in the room. I can't buy one. She goes, oh, no problem. You hear the, I actually heard the keyboard. She goes, there you go. You should be able to order them now. So I go, all right, cool. So I go to order it, nothing. And I'm like, okay, maybe you got to wait five minutes. And so it resets. So I go, boop, still nothing. So I call down, and I go, hey, and a guy answers this time. I say, hey, I'm trying to you know, buy a movie in the room, but it won't work. He goes, oh, hold on. Boop, boop, boop. He hits the little keyboard. He goes, there you go. It should work now. And I go, cool, great. And so get off, doesn't work. I'm like, all right, well, maybe it needs to be a hard reset. So I, you know, I move the, the three-ton armoire away from the wall, you know what I'm talking about? And I say, unplug it, and then wait 30 seconds, plug it back in, move it back, here we go, boop, doesn't work. I'm like, what in the world? Why would, it doesn't work. So I call down there, she, and I go, hey, can you just send somebody up? She goes, it's too late. I said, uh, all right, fine. So tomorrow, all right? So next day, preach all day, getting home, come to the desk. Hey, can you send somebody up to the room so I can get the movies? Say, yeah, of course we can. Movies aren't working. I got movies aren't working. So up, up comes Javier 30 minutes later. And Javier looks exactly like an IT guy. Like he's like he got the big beard, right? He's got the little pocket protector. He's got all the little tools all over the place. He comes in. He's like, okay, what can I help? And I said, well, I, I, can't, I can't buy the movies. He goes, what do you mean you know buy movies? I said, no, I want to buy the movies. It won't work. He goes, how, how, buy the movies? I go, on demand. He goes, you demand a movie? I go, no, I'm not demanding a movie. I'm just trying, no, 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 on demand. He goes, on demand what? I said, on demand. 
stop. You, on, there's a thing. You buy movies on the TV, you buy them. He goes, how do you buy a movie on the TV? I go, you can't. He goes, I know. I go, no, no, you're supposed to be able. He goes, well, show me. So I go over, and I turn the TV on, and On Demand's up there, and I go to a movie, and I go, buy it. It says, front desk. I go, it, it won't let me buy. He goes, that's because we got rid of this a year ago. I go, you got rid of it? He goes, yes, we do not have this no more. It's all gone. No, no more On Demand. I go, but it's on the TV. He goes, I know. I go, I know too. Right? Why are you teasing me? He goes, I know tease you. I go, I, I go, but downstairs I call and they put buttons. He goes, they don't know either. They just keep saying they're there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They let, I said, I go, oh, we're looking forward to movies. And he goes, he goes, and all of a sudden I got quiet. He goes, do you want me to show you how to get free movies? So Pastor Scott had to go in the other room while, while Scott stayed in the room. <laughs> Scott goes, yes, I would like that very much. Just keep this between me and you. He says, I will show you. So I was like, and I knew it was going to be something tricky, so I got my phone. I was going to take notes. So he goes, all right, you go down. And he goes, you, do that. you hit menu. And I go to menu. I put it in my phone. He goes, you go to TV. I go, okay, I got TV. Go to TV. It's pretty simple. Hit the TV, right? He goes, okay, now you have to put in 130. I go, all right, 130. And then you hit enter. And I go, okay, it hits enter. And boom, up comes USA Network. And it's playing Die Hard. He goes, see, you have free movie. I go, what's that? A <laughs> You just showed me how to get television, which I could get on my own for the last 54 years of my life. He goes, you get the movie. I go, thank you so much for giving me free movies. Have a great day. So if anybody here after the service want me to show you how to get a free movie, I too now know how to get USA Network and watch movies with commercials only every two and a half minutes. It's a great feature. So many times in life we settle for just the USA Network things that the world wants to offer us. How many people know God's got on demand and he's got better and better things for us up ahead that we don't have to settle for no matter what the world gives to us. Israelites settled in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the wilderness rather than pushing onto the promises of God. They just settled. You know, so many times our hurts and our pains, right? Because they go and they go, yeah, it is right and we can't have it, but you know, the giants are too big. Sometimes we make excuses too big, bigger than God. We say, oh, God delivers us from a toxic relationship, but now we go, no, I'm not going to have another relationship because all men are jerks or all women are jerks or whatever we want to say. And God tries to bring us something abundant into our life of a relationship, but because things in the past, we stopped at the provision. God provided an out of the toxicity, but now we won't enter into the promised land because of what happened in the past has hold us up from the future. We can't be people, we can't be a church because you failed at a business that you don't try another business because successful people are not people that have no failure. They're the ones that had more failure than the unsuccessful people. Because i got to fail my way all the way to the success. That every single failure is putting me one more step around Jericho. They didn't get Jericho on the first lap. They didn't get it on the first step. There was a lot of steps. 
And they get, right, we didn't get it on the first business, didn't get it on the second business, didn't get it, you know, they didn't get it on the third business. We just kept doing laps around Jericho until the walls came down in our life. And you have to be willing to do the laps that it takes to get the blessings of God. You keep trying. You didn't just try marriage and be great and do one conference for a week or for a month or for six months, but we continue as a couple to do laps around this marriage until we have the abundant marriage that God wants us to have. We will not give up. We will not stop trying. I won't stop reading books. I won't stop loving my wife. That I will not stop with an okay marriage. I'm never satisfied with a just get by marriage. But I'm going to step. Yes, you had a date. It didn't work out. You had another date. Didn't work out. Had another date. Didn't work out. Good for you. Keep going. Keep going until you get the Jericho person in your life. Do not grow weary in doing good. Those that have the abundance of God are the ones that are willing to continue to do laps around their Jericho. Come on, somebody in this house. Come on, you got to keep going. You can't give up on that teenager. Keep doing laps with that teenager. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop sowing in them. Jesus shows us. Feed 5,000 people. Disciples come up and they say, hey, uh, we ain't got the food for this. Jesus' response needs to be our response. Because Jesus knows that God always provides. So what does Jesus say? He goes, well, what do we got? Why did he say that? Because he knew that God had already provided. He always knows. Soon as you have lack in your life, your first question should not be, why me? It should be, what did God provide? Begin to look around because God always has provides all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So I already know that the provision is there. And they go, hey, we got five loaves of fish and or five loaves of bread and two fish. Interesting to me. I have a family of, of nine. We go out to eat, right? We, we have sandwiches at the house. It's interesting to me. Five loaves of, of bread and two fish, that would feed 12 disciples and Jesus. Everybody would get a sandwich. Some would get a couple sandwiches. That's enough to feed them. I believe that the mother of the child, there's no reason why a child's walking around with five loaves of bread and two fish. Other than a mom said, hey, for Jesus and his disciples, how many are there? There's 12 and Jesus 13. All right, here you go. I want you to provide them with a meal. Right? So God was thinking ahead, working on a mom to a son to bring Jesus and his disciples the provision. They could have sent everybody home and said, hey, let's have a meal. We have enough for us. But that's not how Jesus is built. Jesus says, okay, we got for us, but we don't stop at us. We've got other people that we have to bless. So what does he do? He takes the just enough that he has for him and the disciples, and he first thanks God for it. We got to get better at thanking God for the little things that God does. Come on, we got to get better about thanking God for the provision, thanking God for the little just enough. The just enough, Jesus, you know, Jesus could have said, God, this is not enough for 5,000. He could have said what we say. He says, thank you, God, for what you have provided. And then what they provided, they begin to give out. And when it's all done, it's interesting to me that there was 12 baskets full, one for each disciple. The disciples gave out of their provision, and from the provision came an abundance. We stop so many times in the provision, but we do not continue to go forward, giving to the people around us out of our provision to bless those around us into our life. Your job that you got that God provided, 
for provision isn't just about you. See, we get about me. Well, God gave me the job, right? Then we get upset because the job's not right. Not realizing the job was not just about you. It's about making your manager successful, about making the owner of the company successful, about helping people around you. See, it's not about you. When my provision is about me providing for other people, now God begins to accelerate the bounty in my life and things begin to get bountiful, whether a door is open, another job opens, or a promotion happens. Come on, somebody. Because the provision wasn't just for me. God brought you a marriage, brought you a spouse. It wasn't about you. Well, I'm not getting my needs met, and it's not about me. See, what happens then is nobody gets a bounty, but as soon as I make my marriage about you and your needs and what I can do for you, and I take from my provision to provide for you and to make you have an amazing, awesome, unbelievable day in life, all of a sudden my marriage begins to abound, and what used to be just enough becomes a bountiful blessing in my life. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? When you come... In the day, in the morning, you've been provided a day, a day to encourage, to build up, to give people hope, to give some people some grace, to help people get through their day and pick them up. You've been given some blessings and provision of a day. Will you make it a bountiful day tomorrow? You come to church and it's about what I get out of it. No, church is about what I can give into it, right? God provides. But when I come to church and go, yeah, I can do one, I can volunteer for 15 minutes once a month. Let me help the church be a better place for people that walk through there. We can greet. We can be ushers. We can work in the children's ministry. We are once every six weeks. We can do these things. When it doesn't become about me and I push with my provision to provide, God finds a way to bring a bountiful harvest into my life. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? Come on. He provides. And we provide. Bow your heads, close your eyes. I know you're blessed watching out there today. I encourage you to be givers. And for everybody in here, whatever that means, there's many ways to give. But as you give out of your provision, right, it provides for people all over the world to be blessed. And you all are just, you are so generous. What a generous church is here. But today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to secure your eternity in heaven. How do you do that? Simple. We say a prayer out loud. You believe it, you have it. It's that simple. It's that easy. And so we're all going to say this out loud. Believe it, you have it. If you're, the Bible says, whosoever believes. It's not by works. The Bible says that no man can work there into heaven. So you can't work there. You can't be good enough to be there. Otherwise, nobody would make it. But instead, you believe. So everybody's going to say a prayer out loud. Say it with me. Believe it, you have it. Everybody out loud. Dear Father, I ask you right now, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. We introduce to you Living Word Virtual Church Community. Each week, we come together during the live stream, chatting with each other through live comment sections. Then, during the week, our virtual church community reconnects in online share groups to discuss the weekend service and study the Word. To sign up, visit the Living Word Virtual Church Community page on our website. We'll see you there.